women have a unique role in creation. Women are the nurturers, the birth givers, the most spiritual of the genders, and Torah teaches that women have a special status. Join Mashi Lipska for the next hour as she expounds the Torah wisdom specific to women. Only on 101.9 High FM. We do pray every day, citing which day of the week it is, remembering how the Levites in the Holy Temple had a specific psalm for each day, and we say that psalm. So when we pray, we kind of remember today's the first day, today's the fourth day. But in activity, in focus, in real life, as it were, it is certainly Shabbos that gives us the sense of another week. And it makes us ask ourselves, what have I accomplished this week? How am I different today than I was last Friday? How did last Shabbos help me to focus? And did I carry those resolutions, as it were, into the week? And as we move closer and closer to the Yom Hadin, to the Yom Hazikaron, the Yom Truah, Rosh Hashanah, the Day of Judgment, the Day of Remembrance, the day of the sounding of the shofar, the hedge of the year, <clears throat> we are blessed to find ourselves not only in the month of Elul with all its richness and all it has to offer, but we are blessed as well to be able to draw inspiration from the parasha. And it isn't by accident. The Holy Shla explains that the Parsha is always connected to the times we're in. And therefore, today we want to explore a couple of things that jump out at us about the Parsha and how it's relevant to our journey now for the good year, to the work we're trying to do to fill the days of Elul with as much quality as we can. And that falls under the category of four things. The category of increased prayer, extra Torah study, extra good deeds. And underlying it all is something called teshuva. Teshuva to come back to who we really are. And the question is, who am I? And the Parsha begins by telling us who we are. And who we are, really and truly, is so encouraging and so special. This Ken Linksfield has opened a magnificent new store in the neighborhood complex in Linksfield, corner of Sivan and Club Streets. It's a full-line discount store, which means that in addition to your meds and your supplements, hygiene and health foods, Discam Linksfield has a wellness and a well-baby clinic. There's ample free parking. And remember, Discam 
also does free delivery. That's Discam Linksfield, pharmacists who care. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. I'm Mashi Lipsker. And the Parsha is Kiseitse, Kitese. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the people, when you go out to do battle against your enemy. He's telling the people that after they conquer the land, they would be allowed, if necessary, to go out to battle against neighboring countries who pose a threat to their security. And Moshe tells the people, if you go out to war upon your enemies, God will deliver your enemy into your hands, and you will take back your enemy's captives. Spiritually, what does this tell us? We are not people who like to go to war. We are not people who like to fight. Our essence, our neshama, is a part of God. And in God's place, there is joy, there is peace, there is goodness. Our true selves, our true selves gravitate toward peace. And that's why if we go out to fight evil, the word is you go out, you go out of yourself. Going out to war is not natural. Our Nishama's environment is peace. And we come from the peaceful, infinite consciousness that we experienced before we came into the body. Deep down, that's who we are. And because our neshamas originate in God's essence, evil has no power against Hashem's essence. When we go out to battle against evil, we will always have the upper hand over evil even before the battle begins. That's why the Pasuk says, Aloy Vecha. We are upon, we are above our enemies. <coughs> In addition, we have to ask ourselves, why did Hashem create evil in the first place? Why did he create negativity? And the answer is just for one reason, for us to overcome it. And because of this, the Torah assures us, God will deliver the enemy into your hands. But it's teaching us that if we want to overcome negativity, we must identify with our divine soul. And then we will be backed up by the full power of Hashem's holiness. It's a matter of shifting our perspective. Who are we? Who are we really? We are not the things we have. We are not the things we do. We are not the things that we have achieved in the world in a materialistic sense. We are in a shoma. 
And the more mitzvahs that we do, the more we involve ourselves in things that reflect the essence of the soul, the more we truly shine, the more we truly express our inner selves. We are in the month of Elul. It is a time now where the soul, which is in the body, comes to the fore, as it were. And the work that has to be done is soul work. But it's in a body, and therefore, the two need to work together. The first question I need to ask myself is, who am I? (coughs) Yes, I may be somebody's teacher, somebody's friend, somebody's husband, somebody's wife, somebody's employer, employee. I might be the CEO. I might be the street sweeper, but who am I really? I'm an ashoma, an ashoma in a physical world. My inner in an outer. We have to express ourselves through our thoughts and speech and action, but they are expressions of who I really am. I'm an actual part of God. I'm not just a creation of God that he once created. God's constantly bringing me into being because I have a mission and a purpose. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. And then we have to ask ourselves, who am I? Am I a man? Am I a woman? Inner? In an outer? And am I expressing the way God made me in a godly way. If he made me a man, I have mitzvahs, I have a style, I have a life's journey according to a man. If he made me a woman, I have, again, feminine things that I need to express and I need to live through to strengthen And of course, each one of us is made up of both masculine and feminine aspects. But the way God made me, his intention is that I fully live that life. And I need to begin to examine, am I viewing myself as a soul? And am I living a soul in a body? the body that God made for me. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. And we're so blessed to be able to share words of Torah, words of encouragement, words to take into Shabbos and into the week. But we also need to speak practical things. So Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood Mall has the following special. Looks like several specials valid till the 30th of August. Just for you. Pick and Pay Butcher. Kosher Lean Mints for only 99.99 per kilo. Pick and Pay Kosher Butchery. OU Kral Vors. Also for just ninety nine ninety nine per kilo. 
and pick and pay fish, minced cake, just $129.99 per kilo, and pick and pay hyper Norwood Mall have launched a kosher only aisle with the following specials. They have two liter pick and pay kosher regular cola for just seven rand. Hadar non-dairy creamer, 283 grams for only 63 rand. And Glenn's strawberry jam, 375 grams for only 34 rand. Aisle 16 will be your favorite aisle going forward for all these specials and more. Go to Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, the place to shop when you want to buy a lot. <coughs> I'm Mushy Lipsker. So happy to be with you on this Erev Shabbos as we move and have moved into the second week of the month of Elul with three weeks remaining to Rosh Hashanah and wanting to use the times we're in personally and collectively in the best possible way. And before the break, we were speaking about viewing ourselves as an Ashama and celebrating the way God made us. Did he make me a man? Did he make me a woman? And in the parasha, Moshe tells the people, a man's attire mustn't be worn by a woman. A man must not wear a woman's garment. And basically, we understand the outer implications there. But the inner implication is that if God made me a man, I need to actualize all my manly potential that is God-given. And women must strive to actualize their womanly potential. A great man, a great woman, two distinct creatures. Torah gives us guidelines as to how to refine ourselves. And there are specific guidelines for men and others for women. Although we both have feminine and masculine qualities, this doesn't constitute a kind of breach of equal rights. We have a God-given potential. Society mustn't pressure us and say that there's compromise over here. You know, if I'm a woman, this is a blessing. If I'm a man, this is a blessing. And in society, for the last many years, there has been a movement and there has been an attitude that a woman thinks she has to behave like a man, otherwise she's not a person. <coughs> and basically, if we do that, we are actually implying that we are inferior to men. In order to cultivate a sense of self-worth, a woman thinks she has to compete with a man. No. Torah clearly says that is an insult to the status of women. 
Instead, Torah promotes and celebrates and values woman's intrinsic gifts, the way God made us, our femininity, our innate sensitivity, our innate nurturing qualities, our innate feminine qualities. There are unique contributions that only women can make to society. And only when each of God's creations fully develops and contributes their essential contributions to society will we bring the world to its actual ultimate godly fulfillment. Each and every one of us is a gift to the world. And each and every one of us on a daily basis has the gift of every single day being able to make choices. It is essential that we examine the potential in the time that we're in. Having gone through so many months, and it isn't over yet, of change, we need to ask ourselves, in the year 2020, in the month of Elul, going into the second week of the month of Elul, how do I take the soul that I am, the man or woman who I am, where God has put me in creation, and what am I meant to do with it? So let's look at an incredible story that really, really inspired me. And it's a story that really happened, obviously, with the Rebbe. And let's look at the lesson that it can give us. Let's look at a doctor, for example. So a doctor can be a man or a woman. And now we're talking about the gift that that doctor, as a soul and as a woman or a man, is able to carry into the world through the gift that God has given them, the gift of being able to heal. So the story goes about this young pediatrician who treated Nebuch, chronically ill Kindelach, and he once visited the Rebbe. And he admitted that he was sometimes troubled or even angered by questions of why Hashem allows such suffering. And just to say at this point, we all might have that question. We're living in times where suffering is being, well, we can't escape from it. It's in your face. And so many people are suffering, not necessarily because of COVID-19 or whatever, but certainly that included People are lost. And and people are incomplete. People have pain. <clears throat> people are suffering. People have shortcomings. People have things that they need in order to continue. And certainly suffering and suffering of children is a huge question. 
And the Rebbe and this young pediatrician had this long conversation about the meaning of suffering. But then the Rebbe said, if you're angry at God, you may be harming the child's instance, the child's chance for recovery. If you are angry at God, you actually might be harming the chance of this child recovering. And the Rebbe suggested, instead of being angry at God, be grateful for the opportunity to be involved in a miracle. And this side, the Rebbe, might help to bring about the miracle. You know, we speak about doing things in Elul. But some people say, I don't have the faith. I don't have the inspiration. It's very heavy for me. It's very difficult. We have to understand what we're doing in the world is important. And not only with our hands, but with our hearts and with our minds. And we have to understand that we could be pivotal in bringing about a change in the lives of others and ultimately in the lives of a lot of people, maybe throughout the world. And if we look at it this way, faith is the human miracle that we give God to overcome all the negative thoughts, all the seemingly logical thoughts, to go beyond what we know and allow God in. We give God a human miracle by going beyond our humanness. And then healing is the divine miracle that God gives us back. We are partners. It's easy to become depressed, despondent, to give up. We're looking at the problem, the illness, the suffering. What is our part in all this? Why is God showing it to us? Faith is the human miracle we give God. Healing is the divine miracle he gives back. <coughs> that's Ani Dodi Vidodili, that's Elul. God is waiting for us. He has set the stage, but he's waiting for us to respond. This is the month where we need to initiate Anilidodi to bring about the miracle that we need personally, collectively. Faith is the human miracle we give God, especially in difficult times. And healing is the divine miracle he gives us back. For God never gives us a challenge that he doesn't equip us ahead of time to deal with. And the question is, are we doing our part? And obviously, we want to do our part. And the question is direction. And in the month of Elul, the answer is number one, attitude. And when we have the right attitude, we can take action. And sometimes even when we don't have the right attitude, action will then bring about the feelings that we need to have. Deep down, each one of us is a soul. And therefore, if I am a soul, 
I need to just uncover my hope, my trust, my faith, everything that I have already, for I am a piece of divinity. And here's the thing. And I have my granddaughter, Sarah, here. And she wants to share some of her thoughts about this. But again, in the Parsha this week, something so inspirational. Moshe tells the Jewish people, observe and do whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever issues from your lips. And the Rebbe says that according to the code of Jewish law, the Shulchan Aruch, when we wake up in the morning, the first words that come out of our mouth should be, thank you. I offer thanks to you, living eternal king, for you have mercifully restored my soul within me. Your faithfulness is great. That's what we say. These are our first words of the day. That's what comes out of our mouth. And the Rebbe encourages us to observe them, think about them, preserve them throughout the day. Gratitude. And in this way, our gratitude for what we do have, a new day, our gratitude to God that he is with us, actually affects our attitude. It influences our behavior throughout the day. And it brings us a sense of joy. And when we are joyful, joy is one of those things that make everyone around us joyful as well. <coughs> it's an incredible thought. That's how we set the tone for Elul. Gratitude. Of course we're going to pray. And of course we're going to try and study more Torah. And of course we're going to do work, deeds of goodness. And all of those things are going to nurture our connection with Hashem. And they're going to nurture our sense of being an Ashoma. But the first word is modeh, thank you. Moitzos vosecho tishmor, says Moshe. Observe. Keep. Hold true to the words that issue from your mouth. And here's Sarah. And Sarah, how long have you been in South Africa? Six months. You want to go home? Yes. Are you going home? Um, yes, my mother and father are trying really hard because... But are you going home? Do you know yet when we're going? Um, the flight is scheduled for well. Yom Shishi, um, today, but next week. And, um, Can you travel on Yom Shishi on Friday? No, because, so that's why my mom and dad are to make it earlier or make it a different day. Of course. And that's been going on for a long time in your life. Yes. They've had flights that have been cancelled and flights that have been on the wrong day. Tell me, Sarah. When you woke up in the morning, did you say Modani? Yes. So what are you thankful for? That even though these times seem so full of difficulty, are there things that you can now see have been a blessing in your life? Um, because of Corona, I get to be near my cousins, my Bobby and Zadie. I get to go to camp. I get to go to school here. I get to uh, find out exciting things. I get to have drive-bys. I get. What to kind of drive-by did you have? A birthday. Yes. When is your birthday? 
Chav Aleph Elul. Wow, so it's still in two weeks' time. Yes. But Sarah, what is a drive-by? Someone drives by to your house. And why is it so exciting? Because I got to see my cousins and my friends. And when they come by, what do you do? I gave them a bag and then the next day on the Zoom, we did cupcake making. Wow. So this is something you couldn't have done if you were in Mauritius. Yes. So you're seeing many of the blessings. Mm-hmm. And do you think that these blessings were just for now or they've become part of you? They've become part of me. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very grateful that you were able to be with us and you're still with us. Yes for all this time because we got to know each other better and I watched you grow and it was a tremendous joy and is a tremendous joy because in a child's life, six months, they grow a lot. So when your brother came here, he had just turned three and you know what? He's a lot closer to four now and he's like different. Baruch Hashem. Thank you so much, Sarah. Anything else you want to tell us? No. You want to wish the people are good in Shabbos? Good Shabbos. Thank you, Sarala. And here we are, each one of us, older and younger, stuck or placed in the place where Hashem puts us for a particular reason. Do we really know the reason? In truth, not. In truth, it's a whole lot bigger than we can begin to imagine. But our work, is modeh ani. I am grateful. I trust you. I understand that it may be painful, it may be difficult. Modeh ani lefanecha. What am I thanking you for? I'm thanking you for you. That's one thing that never changes. That's Hashem Himself. I came across a beautiful story, a wonderful story, which in truth, encapsulates some of what we're going through. And it's a story about a chassidische Fabrengen at the Rebbe. It was Shabbos. And the Rebbe was leading a gathering. And there was a man there from Montreal. His profession was a dry cleaner. And during his talk, the Rebbe spoke about the spiritual lessons that one can learn from dry cleaning. And the Rebbe said, before being worn, a garment is completely clean and smooth. After it's used for a while, it becomes creased, it becomes dirty. Of course, you don't throw it away, but you take it to the dry cleaners, you take it regularly. What does the dry cleaner do? To treat it, he puts it in a machine. In the machine is hot liquid. He soaks it in cleaning agents to remove the grime. Afterwards, what does he do? He presses the garment. He irons it. And to press it, you need heat and you also need weight. And then the Rebbe said, when Hashem gives a neshama to a Jew, it is pure. We say it every morning in our daily prayers. The soul you've given me is pure. Neshama shenosato bi tehoirahi. With time, though, it tends to become wrinkled 
and dirty from its exposure to materialism and selfishness. In order to remove the dirt that has accumulated, the Neshama needs a cleansing process. And listen to this. First, we immerse it in the heat of heartfelt prayer. We're cleaning our own soul. We immerse it in the passion of Torah study, both of which are compared to water. We pour out our souls to God like water. Torah is life-giving water. And we warm up that water. We do it with passion. And then, said the Rebbe, we place the weight of the mitzvahs on ourselves, which initially might seem a heavy burden. But ultimately, it irons out the neshama and returns it to its original unblemished condition. And that's the Modani. Another take on Modani. I thank you, Hashem, because you have mercifully restored my neshama in me back to its original condition. Your faithfulness is great. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. We're exposed not only to challenges, challenges in life, but it's a world of materialism. It's a world of selfishness. That's the way God made it in order for there to be real choice. And when we choose, despite the fact that these are not the things that come to us seemingly naturally, and we nurture the soul, and we nurture it through mitzvahs, through prayer, through Torah study, and we try and add into our prayer a warmth. Remember, if we didn't believe that God could do and give, we wouldn't be praying to him. And therefore, the very fact that we stand up to pray is a sign that we know that he can. And that already brings an answer from God. You trust in me? You're turning to me? Of course I'll answer you. That's the Anila Dodi. That's the faith that we have in God. That's the human miracle that we're able to ignore or we're able to transcend the selfishness, the weaknesses that we carry, the human side, which is not so ayayay, and to be able to actually offer Hashem our trust, our faith. (coughs) And that's when we say Modani in the morning, we don't want to just say, thank you for waking me up, and thank you for giving me a new day. We want to understand when we say Modani, we thank him for the challenges that he has given us because they also serve as a dry cleaning. But we don't have, we don't want to have these difficulties. We don't want external things to be visited upon us. So in a positive way, we can do our own dry cleaning service to Hashem in prayer and Torah study with passion and putting the weight of mitzvahs on us, meaning stretching. You know, a bit of gym, 
Stretching meaning it's not our natural, it's not the natural way for the body. It is the natural way for the soul, but the soul is hidden. And we should stretch ourselves toward others. Think about others. Get out of our selfishness. And what happens? That causes a dry cleaning for the soul. And we thank Hashem for that because he gives us so many opportunities in the day and in the week. He places us into situations that are not so easy for us. And we respond in a Torah way, in a feminine way, in a masculine way. We respond as Torah expects us to. We respond as God has given us the potential to do. And then there's a beautiful story. And we will probably need to end with the story. And the story is, there was a businessman from London. And he was facing a very difficult time. Financially, it was a crisis in his life. And he traveled to the Rebbe from the UK to ask the Rebbe for his advice and his blessing. And he said to the Rebbe, I had hoped to meet under different circumstances. And with that, he hands the Rebbe several papers outlining his business problems. The Rebbe took the time to read the report. And he gave the man practical advice and then turned the conversation to spiritual things. And he asked him, do you know what emuna is? The man said, yeah. It's to have faith in God. And then the Rebbe said, do you know the difference between emuna and bitachon? Emuna and bitachon. Emuna, bitachon. Faith and trust. The man said, no, I don't know the difference. What's the difference between faith in God and trust in God? The Rebbe said, let me explain. Trust is not just a higher form of faith. It's something quite different. When a person with faith is confronted with a problem, he believes God will help him to overcome the problem. But a person with trust, he doesn't see the difficulties as problems in the first place. Because he believes that God doesn't send problems, only challenges. The real believer doesn't see obstacles, only opportunities. And that for sure is a message for our times and for the month of Elul. When we introspect and we look at ourselves and we see our shortcomings and we see it's not going to be easy. When we look at ourselves and we realize how many things we've done that we're not proud of. When we review the year that was, attempting to do teshuva, and we feel pretty down. And yes, we're supposed to be filling this time with many positive things, but we think of all the wasted opportunities. The question is, what do we do with all these feelings? Do we say, okay, Hashem, I have a problem but I believe you'll help me to overcome it. Or do we say, thank you, Hashem, for sending me this opportunity. 
this is a challenge. I must have the abilities to overcome it. Not only to overcome it for myself, but having had this experience to be able to reach out and help other people with real empathy from a personal experience point of view. And this is how we review the year that was. This is how we make resolutions for the year that will be. The difference between emuna and bitochen. Emuna, faith, bitochen, trust. That's the relationship we want with Hashem. Not that, and of course we are praying for revealed goodness. We must pray for revealed goodness. That we're told is why God hides his face. Because he wants us to seek him. But we have opportunities here in the month of Elul, especially in the year 2020, where Hashem has constantly tapped us on the shoulder. And the message is, yes, you can. Because if you couldn't, I would not put you into this situation. Remember, the things I say, I'm not somebody who says certain things and does other things. Let's look at our modani. Let's look at acknowledging that God is in my life from the moment I wake up. He's waiting at my bed to carry me throughout the day, physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, spiritually. Turn to Hashem for all our needs, our spiritual needs. Ask Hashem to purify our hearts, that we can serve Him with a pure heart, that we can pray without interference, that we can connect. There's nothing we can't ask Him for. We must feel close. The King is in the field. We must feel close. We must approach Him. And we approach Him from the moment we wake up in the morning and we say, Good morning, my King. And the way we say it is, thank you. Acknowledgement. In other words, there's action from the moment we wake up. And the action is in our words there. And of course, as we're lying on our beds and we're saying, we're speaking to the King, we remember who am I? I am a neshama. You gave back my neshama. I am a neshama. My essence originates in you. And by virtue of that, evil has no power against Hashem's essence. And evil will have no power against me. And as I go out to the challenges of the day, which are going out to war, war against ego, war against selfishness, war against materialism and the effect that it has on me to dull my senses and make me forget who I am, I'm at war. But the promise is, Aloy Vecha. We initially, they have no power over us. We are initially stronger than them. Yes, it's going out. It's an effort. It's a stretch. But Hashem says, I will deliver your enemies into your hands. And you'll take back captives. Which means... 
You won't just neutralize the enemy. You will come back enriched for the experience. So the challenge, whatever it might be, the fight that we have to put out there because of the situations that Hashem has put us into and the connection that it can bring forth from a deeper place to Hashem himself, we will go forward. We will go out. We will stretch. We will pray. We will daven. We will do things that are not so comfortable for us. We will exercise our emuna and our bitzachayim. So we're going to light our candles at 5.36. Shabbos will be out tomorrow at 6.26. And remember, Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood has great specials till the 30th of August. Pick and Pay Butchery Kosherly Mints, only 99.99 per kilo. Pick and Pay Butchery Kosher OU Kral Bors, 99.99 per kilo. Pick and Pay Fish Mince Hake, only 129.99 per kilo. And remember, they've launched that only kosher aisle. Pick and Pay Kosher Regular Cola, 2 liters, 7 rand. Hadar Non-Dairy Creamer, 283 grams for 63 rand. Glenn's Strawberry Jam, 375 grams, 34 rand. Aisle 16, the kosher aisle is going to be your favorite. But all these specials and more, go to Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood Mall, the place you want to shop when you want to buy a lot. Amashi Lipsker, wishing you a ksiva vachsimateva, a good kibench dior, shana tova umetuka, a good shabbos, and please God, we'll meet next week in Yerushalayim with Mashiach. Good shabbos.